Showcase Sundays today on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. handful of fading memories, the remains of a research project, and a garbled tape recorder are all Dr. Miranda Kwan has to her name when her research partner goes missing on the eve of a ten-week ocean expedition. Now she must try to find closure in the midst of a rapidly unravelling conspiracy, surrounded by a handful of unlikely allies, several likely threats, and the icy waters of the North Pacific. Something sinister lurks in the heart of the research ship Astrid, and Miranda must rely on her wits to piece together an answer. Good morning, everyone. That was David Ald giving you the intro of this week's feature from the Procyon Podcast Network with Station to Station. I'm Jack Ward, and you're listening to the Sonic Society on the Mutual Audio Network. We are indeed the world's largest showcase of modern audio drama on the world's largest network of modern audio drama and audio fiction. And Station to Station Prelude and Chapter One begin right here on the Sonic Society. Of course. Episode 1, Standard Operating Procedure Today is April 13th. This is the unofficial audio log of Dr. Miranda Chien, scientist from the Institute of Advanced Biochemical Research Development. What you are about to hear are not the recordings that I was asked to make by my employer, Malix International. And if you are listening to this, I am probably dead or worse. In the four days I have been aboard the SS Astrid, I have found that my research partner and best friend, Jonathan Costello, has disappeared. I'm... The only clues I have are what seems to be an audio log and a stack of research notes that he left for me. I'm here to find out what happened.
Today is April 7th. This is audio log one, and I am Dr. Miranda Chien, scientist from the Institute of Advanced Biochemical Research Development. I am on board the research vessel, the SS Astrid. Today is the first day of mobilization, and we will be traveling at 14 knots from Port of Seward, Alaska, and into the North Pacific. I hereby declare that all recordings you hear from this point on have been made by me for purposes of this trip, as requested by my employers, Malix International. This audio log will contain my research notes and diary entries of my daily life on the boat. I give my full permission to use any of the following recordings for educational or informative purposes, for future documentation and for research follow-up. Right. Let's see what else. This is my third year doing this cruise. Fairly straightforward. We've just started mob, like I said. So that means uh, forming a work line and sorting through boxes of food, equipment, whatever, um, moving them onto the ship. Although the workload is lighter this year. Arranged by the sponsors, apparently. Nice of them. If I weren't naturally suspicious of corporate backing as a principle and the corporate science of industrial complex, I would be over the moon, but... I've been taking some time to set up the lab. We've got some really fancy stuff in here. One of the geologists brought in an electron transmission microscope, and I think I saw an XRD machine being lifted in. It's a mixed bag this year. We have about eight different institutions on board and about 40 crew members on top of that. I think someone said that we have in total 84 souls. That's a lot more people than what I'm used to, but... Yeah? You got a minute? Won't take a sec, I promise. Just doing a head count. Yeah, you're... Sebastian Fredrickson. I work in the lab right next to yours. I haven't seen you around before. Yeah. I keep to myself. Can I help you? It's, uh, it's just that the headcount's not really matching up to the manifest and management's freaking out a bit. You know how they are. One missing ROV member and they almost had a stress ulcer. Okay. Well, I don't know the ROV crew, so... Right. No, I meant... You were supposed to share a lab bench with, uh, Jonathan Costello? He hasn't showed yet and hasn't given any notice. You heard anything from him? No, I haven't. I'm sorry, I wish I could help, but I actually haven't really heard from him in a while. When did you say was the last time you had contact with him? I didn't, and I... I don't really remember. Um, give me a ballpark. It must have been... August or something? Before he left. For a job, I mean. He was recruited to work on a confidential govern government project thing, and he left in early September. Look, I'm sorry, I really can't help you, but if he shows up, I'll tell you first thing, yeah? All right, no worries. I'll leave you to get settled. Oh my god. I sounded really rude. I'll have to apologize if I run into him later.
Right, so backstory, I usually do this trip with my research partner Jonathan, but it would seem he hasn't bothered to show up yet. He got a gig a while back, I think it was for a government contract project, but he didn't clarify. And since then it's been nothing but radio silence. I was... I was hoping that he would show up, I guess. It's a bit lonely out here. God, I just wish he would have told me. He's got half the preparation and experiment plans I needed. The only thing I have to go on are a secondary data from an old archive that got mailed to me, and it wasn't even the one I sent in for. This is... Anyway, nose to the grindstone and all that. I have so much to do. First task of the ship, check the chambers and specifics of the Jude engine, calibrate the diffusion fluids, double secure the sample subjects, and calibrate the control valve. I'm just a bit disappointed, I guess. I haven't even gotten so much of a phone call from him in four months, so I was just... It's... You know what? It's not a big deal. I'll just shout at him when I see him again. Tuesday, 1700 hours. We will officially be on our way in an hour. The lab bench is pretty roomy. I've got enough space to spread everything out on it, for once. It feels weird being the only one going at it alone. Well, more room for me, I guess. No fighting over fridge space this year. Screw you, John, for buggering off, but at least I have this. Oh, thank God. So, okay, I found a big box of notes on my doorstep about a week before I set sail, and they're all first-hand data from, like, 15 years back. It's the original research that I'm basing my work on. I've been going through them, not very thoroughly, but last few pages has John's old notes attached. Pretty much just annotations here and there, but more than what I've been given to work with. I've been worrying so much yesterday, I felt like I just aged five years. But the place of origin for the record is Skipsy Research Centre for Biochemistry. They... Okay, if I'm honest, the notes look like the drawings of an enthusiastic child, but the data is there, which is what matters. My purpose on this research cruise is to look into the preservation of organic matter using various methods of containing element 720 alpha. The experiment is based on the research of Dr. Adelaide Montague, who first discovered this in 2002 in the North Pacific. It was a few hundred miles west of British Columbia coast, following a report of a sudden increase in toxicity levels. Originally carried out by Montague's team, the expedition discovered that the entire seabed had become, for a lack of better phrase, frozen in time. Nothing was aging, nothing was healing, nothing was changing. A newly discovered element named 720-alpha was isolated at the site. 720-alpha had isotope-like behaviours but also electromagnetic and gravitational properties, and it is believed this was the cause of the 
time freeze. There are certain more eccentric theories that it's some kind of quantum matter. It's not a popular theory. The first of Montague's experiments managed to isolate and replicate 720 alpha. Following this, the Jude engine was built to replicate the conditions of the original site, but it was only the follow-up expedition led by the, again, Yes? I was just wondering if you were joining for orientation dinner. It's in an hour. Everyone else is uh, gathered yes, upstairs. Yes, I'd like to join orientation dinner. And sorry about earlier. I didn't mean to be rude. I just... I wasn't expecting anyone. I'll be up at six. Right then. I'll see you in a... Oh... God, I just slammed the door in his face. Oh. Tuesday, 18.30. Huh. Okay, I need some more time with this. These aren't John's old notes. They're well-researched and in-depth, but not anything like the ones he made while we were working together. I think... I thought I recognised something, but... Oh, this bit looks like gibberish. And this page has his results and analysis, but the theory's not anything like what I've worked with. Skipsy. Skipsy. Why does that sound so familiar? Log 4, Tuesday, 2300 hours. Following are the introductory notes from Dr. Montague's work, for the record. The reaction and level of permeation of the wave particles into organic matter is dependent on the stability of the particles itself. The algorithm can only calculate with 67% accuracy the spread and field of the... I can't read this. I need to transcribe it into something legible before I try to dictate into a recorder. Huh. Although... That's interesting. That's really interesting. Log 5, Wednesday, 1100 hours. I missed orientation dinner, but no matter, first day on the sea, I have missed this a bit, if I'm honest. I didn't even get seasick when we left the port, and all the equipment works beautifully. Perks of being on a privately funded research trip, I guess. The equipment, I mean, not the seasickness. That's my own superpower. Fancy tech, bigger cabins, nicer boats. And better food than last year? I mean, I wasn't expecting caviar and foie gras, but the breakfast spread was surprisingly good stuff. ROV's going down tomorrow, which means I finally get to get my hands on a couple of samples and start working. 
The cabin next to mine is empty. It's so quiet out here. I'd forgotten how vast everything seems. You can't actually hear the ocean unless the boat is moving or the waves are lapping the sides. Usually during the day, you can hear the pipes or something from the deck or some lab equipment or another whirring away. But then at night, everything feels different at night. <laughs> it just feels kind of lonely, I guess. We've always done the cruise together, John and I. And it's always easier when I'm with someone else. Log six. Captain said that there's a storm warning on the way. It's a minor one, but it means everyone's going to be stuck in their cabins for a few days and no activity in the labs. I need to get started on prepping the samples before the storm hits. God knows that this can't wait another two days. Shipsy. I figured out where I remember that name from. It was the first location of Malix's R&D. Log 7, Thursday, 700 hours. Today's the first dive. I watched them do a test dive earlier. What they do is they send an underwater submersible out with a camera. We tell the technicians what we need, point the camera there, grab a piece of that, turn it 30 degrees, and they get a samples. I have missed this bit too, where they send the vehicle down and we get to just wait for it to surface with something like a bunch of nerdy tech top fishermen. The rest of the day is going to be sorting through everything and fighting for fridge space, and maybe elbowing some people to get to the wet lab first. We're getting close to the site where compound 720 Alpha was found, around 300 kilometers parallel to the coast of Juneau and British Columbia. There is some weird stuff going on down there. It's like a, like a video game simulation. Everything looks the same, no biodiversity whatsoever, even though the seabed is thriving and the fish samples all look healthy. This is where the bulk of my research will be focused on, area 6459, and the effect of it on living ocean organisms. Oh, and the ROV team is named... <laughs> Christ alive, the ROV team is named K9 Alpha Squad. John's notes. There's something off about them. I don't, I don't remember him working on it. It's not like anything we've done together. If he worked on this before August, then I would have seen it. So, this would have been done either in his spare time, or this is all his research from his time while, while he was away. So, 
he sent me the files from Skipsy somehow. So he was... Was John working for Malik's? Skipsy Research. That's where Malik's was founded. Log 8, Friday, 1300 hours. I've chosen to ignore what I spent three nights transcribing. The results are irrelevant to my work at hand. The control conditions are completely different to mine and the technology used to conduct it was too primitive for the precision I need anyway. Furthermore, furthermore, Montague theorized several possibilities to the nature of 720 Alpha. All of these theories were introduced in the conclusion, including something about time dilation, all of which require follow-up data, currently not in my possession. From here on, I will be conducting my own research, work with what I have, and see if I... I don't know. I'll just make it up as I go along, I suppose. I found something taped to the inside of my wardrobe. Um, it's a Walkman slash recorder with one tape inside. It, it looks like that clunky old thing that Jonathan used. I think. I think. That means he was on the ship. This is a... This is probably the last recording I'm gonna make. You're hearing this while I'm... No, I'm... I'm probably dead. Someone is taking me to a secret CI bunker to waterboard me, but... Anyway... Miranda... I hope you get this. I really, really hope that it's you listening to this and not, not anyone else. <laughs> you have to look for mine. They have people everywhere. I don't know how many, but so be on the lookout. I need you to promise me that no matter what happens, my notes, the algorithm, the formula, all of my research, I need you to make sure they don't fall into the wrong hands. Do not let them get a hold of it. Please. I can't tell you everything. I don't even know half of what's going on myself, and I... I don't want to put you in danger. You've always been smarter than me, and you've always been the one who knows what to do, so... I screwed up. I screwed it up real bad, and I'm not asking you to fix it. Please, please, just be careful. This is a private entry. I'm recording it separately. I've been looking through the notes again. Uh, th they don't make any more sense, but I... 
Okay. What was he so afraid of? What was it that had him so terrified? He didn't even tell me. He was so afraid of telling me. Why leave the recording device in my room? Did he want me to find it? Is that why? What does he have that would put him in danger? Why bring it on the ship? Why send it to me? Did he send it to me? But the files, the papers. <laughs> I'm getting a headache. I don't even know if he's alive or not. He... He was working for Malik's while he made that tape. He was working for Malik's while he made that tape. This boat! I'm trapped and he... And they... Oh, God! No, no, I, I, I can't panic about this right now. I, I need to get to the bottom of it. I think, I, I need to work on the basis that whatever he was looking for is on board. And I need to solve it or find or, or whatever. I need an answer. I need to know why he disappeared off the face of the earth with what looks like a, A suicide note. <sighs> Today is April 13th. This is the unofficial audio log of Dr. Miranda Chien, scientist from the Institute of Advanced Biochemical Research Development. What you are about to hear are not the audio recordings that I was asked to make by my employer, Malik's International. And if you are listening to this, I am probably dead or worse. In the four days I have been aboard the SS Astrid, I have found that my research partner and best friend, Jonathan Costello, has disappeared. I'm... <sighs> His tapes are... The only clues I have about his disappearance... The only clues I have about his disappearance are what seems to be an audio log and a stack of research notes that he left for me. I'm here to find out what happened.
Station to Station is a production of Procyon Podcast Network. This episode was written by Alex Yoon and directed by Alex Yoon and Andrea Klassen. Music composed by Dominic Wright. Sound engineering by Aaron S. Featuring the voice of Emily Wong and Joe Chang as Miranda Chen. Zach Labresco as Sebastian Fredrickson. Hunter Grin as Jonathan Costello. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash station to station. You can also find us on Twitter at S2S Podcast and on Tumblr at s2s-podcast.tumblr.com. Episode 2, Workplace Well-Being. I don't want to put you in danger, but you've always been smarter than me, and you've always been the one who knows what to do, so... I screwed up. I screwed it up real bad, and I'm not asking you to fix it. Please, please, just be careful. Orientation. All the restaurants and stuff are right off campus. But the whole place is covered in guards. We're not allowed to transfer information out of the labs. No photos, notebooks, phones. Nothing they haven't approved of. Apparently the equipment likes to fry a lot of the electronics, so we've gone all retro with these tape recorders. I mean, I see the point of it. No loss of data. They're not easily replicated and easy to destroy and erase. Good for top-secret espionage stuff, right? Uh, the dorms are pretty nice. A room next to this Brazilian guy, Ray, he's pretty chill. And there's no damp spot or mold. And I even have a little ensuite bathroom and a nice kitchen. And it's a pretty sweet deal. And it's even included in the salary. I guess when you're making big bucks and turning the world into a post-cyberpunk tech haven, you can afford to shell out your secret lab. Well, this is Costello, Endalog 2, over and out. Time passes differently here. Sometimes it's like an entire day just blinks by and sometimes, sometimes it feels like I'll never get back to land. Log 15, Monday, 900 hours. Montague's original team didn't recover much in the way of samples It was the second expedition, about two years later, that brought in substantial data and testing platforms. It was led by her too, with a team of hand-picked scientists and experts, and they detected significant levels of element 720 alpha throughout the original contamination site. 
in both living and non-living matter, water, sand, fauna, etc. This was called the stasis area. 720 alpha exists in two states, active and non-active. In its active state, it is able to preserve any water-based area in time, but once removed from the stasis area, it very quickly destabilizes, becoming non-active. The Jude engine has been able to reactivate it for short periods of time. Laboratory objectives will be to compare effects of nerve paralysis in stasis area sea life and sea life manually exposed to activated and non-activated 720A. Prior to this, research has found forms of nerve paralysis in certain organisms exposed to 720A. No correlation to species, genus, or family. We tried looking into diets, habitats, mating behavior. There was no pattern to it. 0.5 margin of error were observed in... Ah, damn. This was something I was supposed to follow up with Costello before he disappeared. Before I left port. God, I totally forgot. Right, um, I don't have time to faff around. We have a confirmed storm, so I need to get this done before we all lock ourselves in our cabins for three days straight. Log 16, Tuesday, 1300 hours. They're already battening down the hatches. I grabbed some samples from the wet lab and... I think I should have enough time to get through everything. Really should have planned this one better. I'm running out of time. I don't think I can get this done as quick as I planned to. The storm's expected to hit today and I've wasted too much time. Log 17, Tuesday, 1800 hours. It is getting really frantic up here. Everyone's been tying down anything and everything they can get their hands on, shoving what they can into closets or drawers or... Whoa! Hey! Careful. This is going to geophysics, right? The stairs going down is the other way. I can help you carry it. Nope. Okay. She's gone. Log 18. I went for a walk to get some air. Decided to go to the cafeteria to stock up on some snacks, and it is pandemonium in there. Grab some crisps, though. It'll probably last me till dinner. I feel like I'm running out of time. Log 3, Day 10. The tech really does fry about anything with a microchip that comes within 20 feet. Most of the stuff management supplied us with is really old school. It's almost like walking back in time when you enter the lab, which is kind of apt given the givens. Some of the new stuff works, some doesn't. We're trying to upgrade what we can, and then we'll get to work. Current experiment samples are now held in the wet lab in the calibration chambers. Subjects are four samples of Gaddis Caligramus, weighing... 0.4 kilograms each. The prerogative is to follow the tests conducted last year. Same methodology, previous year's results also found in appendix. This research will forego detailed examination of the time freeze that 720A has on the nervous systems. Detailed notes have already been made by... by... 
Oh, uh, brain fart. I worked on this for my dissertation. I should be able to recite this from memory. Jonathan left three notebooks. Each one is progressively messier and more difficult to read than the next. I've labeled them N1, N2, and N3. One consistent phrase I've seen used is red string. Complete project red string. Like a code word. But if I've got this right, he started working for Malik's in September. There's this bit about celebrating something in February, I think towards the end of it. And red string, I think, was created in early March. So... February. Late February is a key date. That means I now have a time frame. <sighs> I'm finally wrapping up the last batch of labs. It's all very last minute, but this is all the time I have before the storm hits. Everyone else has already tied down their equipment and stuff what they can in their lockers, and I guess I should be getting a move on. In summation, uh, sample A, control. A came from stasis area, and it was held in the control tank for eight hours. After 720A deactivated, sample A died. Tissues are degraded, no symptoms of nerve paralysis. I am so glad this thing's only found in water. Sample B came from stasis area, held in active chamber for eight hours. No degradation, sample still alive. Sample C came from outside stasis area, exposed to active 720A, kept in active chamber for eight hours, definitely exhibiting signs of paralysis and nerve damage. Time of death shows five hours prior to recording. Aside from that, all cellular structures and tissues are not degraded. Sample D, exposed to non-active 720A, sample still alive. No nerve damage, but... Oh. Tissue degradation is noticeably slower. That's interesting. The results are similar to that of the ones during, uh, during, uh, during, um, I, I can't, I can't remember. Why can't I remember this? Why are you still here? Oh, uh, I, I'm sorry, I was just finishing up. There are some, uh, some time-sensitive... The captain's called a storm warning, which means you need to vacate the labs. You were told about the procedures 48 hours ago, and any experiments were supposed to be wrapped up yesterday. I know, I'm, I'm really sorry. I was, uh, I was just checking up on something, I, I thought. You're putting yourself in danger, you know that? Storm's gonna hit in a couple of hours. Once it does, no one goes in or out of the cabins without special permission. 
which means no activity in the labs. I was just leaving, I swear. I didn't mean to cause trouble. Just, let me just... There! I'll go back to my own cabin. I'll go back right away. You're bringing the dead fish with you? Yeah, huh? Yeah, they're, um, a part of ex the experiment. Um, they're the controls, and I'm done with this batch, but the wet lab's locked, and they're gonna stink up the place if I leave them in the fridge, so I might as well. Hey, you forgot your recorder. She's gone. But at least she's gone, and that's the less of them. Can't believe I got shepherding duty. These damn nerds, I swear to God. How the hell am I supposed to do my job if I can't guarantee the place will be empty when it's supposed to be? I don't get paid enough. I'm so sorry, I forgot this. Oh, damn. Wednesday, 9 o'clock. I didn't get to finish everything, obviously. Which means I just have to start over when the storm's passed. No biggie. I can't keep pushing this off. I don't want to sort through this mess, but there is some kind of order to the chaos. If I lay them out, I can almost get the cross-referencing notes he's made. It's not like him to be so messy. Usually I'm the one with the notes that look like a hurricane went through it. <laughs> the storm's hit, and I think we're going through the worst of it. The howling outside. It's... It almost sounds like some sort of animal. Funny thing is, I can still hear people wandering about in the corridors now and then. Like just footsteps going by. I really don't want to be inside my own head right now. The notes can be sorted into three piles. Aside from the original experiment plans, there's also notes on the testing facility. Facility is Malik's run, despite their usual operations and logistics being outsourced. Company provided two restaurants and a pub. He called it like a university campus. Location, unknown. Very secretive. Very little chance for escape. There is also an extensive map of the floor plan, or at least a floor plan. Also, blueprints of what looks like a redesigned Juday engine. I don't know what to do. I don't... Nothing makes sense, and... And I... I, I just want to go home. If I could just get off this damn boat... Day 20. We're getting heavy already. I don't remember the last time I've got more than six hours of sleep. There's always alarms blaring, always something going wrong that needs fixing. God, barely a few weeks in, we're already running on empty here. But everyone's so into it. No one's really complaining. The people here, 
they're all from all over the place. We have microbiologists, chemical physicists, geologists, all with these little niche specialities, too. I'm not even sure how we fit together. The guy who works next to me keeps talking about his project back home. He says it's something, well, somewhere in Europe. Somewhere in Europe. We're not allowed to actually reveal where we're from. It's really... I don't know why. Something about... Workplace equality or something? Anyway, his work has got to do with... Archaebacteria. I think that's what they call them. Yeah, Archaebacteria. Second day of the storm, Thursday. Breakfast was a nightmare. It's calmed a bit, but it's not over, so we all got boxes to take to our cabins. No. No. No, I can't abandon this. Not now, not like this. I can't afford to. I'm... I'm so close. I don't exactly know what it is I'm looking at, but I'm so close to finding an answer. I need to finish this. Okay. I... I think I have a system. Sort of. He grabbed three notebooks from the lab, and all of them are handwritten. Notebook one, which I think is the earliest, is entirely in black biro. No additions or amendments. Notebooks two and three have cross-references. I think both of these were later notes because they get a lot messier and really... Duh! in the lab today. A young woman, Laurel, she had... We lost her. We... We lost her? The results are still the same. I... I think I knew this was coming. The dangers of the job that... All the expectations that came with it. I knew... I knew. We... We all did. I just... I don't think any of us expected it to come so early. We all believed in something when we got into it. We... We were all sold on some cause that we were doing good and making changes. That we would leave a legacy. It was the show, right? We were given a few days off. Management says it's so we can process it, but I think they're just trying to clean the lab and... God, the equipment. This... I don't even want to talk about it. So... Notebooks 2 and 3 were made later. N2 is written in the same black biro. N3 uses a blue gel pen. 
in both N2 and 3, there are also scatterings of what appears to be a red felt pen. It's not present in N1. Notes 2 and 3 are of indeterminable dates. N1 can be dated from his contract start. My guess would be that 2 and 3 were made frantically and close together. Project Redstring is first mentioned in his in the notes from N2, which I would guess is about 12 to 8 weeks before end of contract. He found something. Halfway through, something changed. There is also proof of correspondence with someone from outside the facility. Last date, Feb 17th. We finally got the thing to work. It's, it's amazing. It's a work of art. I can't even describe what I'm feeling right now. We've been here for 49 days and we finally have seen some results. What we've done. This is going to redefine history. The atmosphere in the lab today was, it was just, it was indescribable. Miranda, I wish you were here with me. By all rights, you should have been here with me. And anyway, we're defying the laws of gods and getting away with it. How's that for hubris? It's been a long week, and I haven't been sleeping as much, so I should probably get some rest before tomorrow. We're doing the first big test, and after that, who knows? I can't remember what he looks like. I tried to. I, I was listening to the tape, and I tried to think of his face, and there's... There's nothing there. I can't picture any of it. I know he was there. I know he existed, but there's just... There's this, this giant empty space where he used to be. This human-shaped void that I'm trying to make sense of, and, and I can't. Last note, Project Redstring is finalized. Montague has started it. I have to finish it. Her notes are all here, but she's gone. I can't count on her anymore. Montague? Adelaide Montague? Em... was not stable? I don't know what that means. Other notes include... something about being left with the rest of her belongings and notes all shipped to a container somewhere, it says address encrypted, locations hidden, they contain key to solving, must not let M get a hold. Uh, does that mean me? Or Malik's? Hmm. The last note correlates to last page in notebook one breakthrough in activation process element is now stable when 
think I figured out what he was doing. Why none of the theories made sense. Why the more I tried to solve it, the more stuck I got. Why everything looked like it was going round in circles. We, uh, we poured a drink out for the, the girl who died. It feels weird saying it out loud. We haven't talked about it for weeks until today. It all just happened so fast, and we didn't have time to mourn. She was a good scientist. She had a family and a cat. And she wanted to make it big one day. So she could be on Sesame Street, you know? Explain science to the kids. God, it feels so heavy all of a sudden. Uh, this cause, this job we dedicated ourselves to. We all knew that it wasn't going to be easy. We all knew the risks, but how do you prepare for something like that? It, it is that one accident that shook us, I guess. I guess I know why we all tried not to acknowledge it for so long. It's been about six hours. The storm is passing. I found answers that I don't particularly like. And from what I can piece together, the big picture doesn't look good. So far, 720A has been restricted to water and water-dwelling creatures only, both in its activated and non-activated states. It evaporates with the water, and any attempts to put land-dwelling organisms in the activation chamber have yielded no results. But there have been rumors of attempts. Electricity going haywire, results disappearing overnight, entire facilities being shut down, but rumours were all it were. Closest attempt was in 2014 by a private facility in Copenhagen. There was a bit of PR fluff, some word-of-mouth gossip about it blowing open a rip in reality or something. Truth was, people were dropping off the project like flies. It was underfunded, understaffed. It was a long shot, and the experiment stopped when their two-day engine collapsed in on itself. But it was the closest anyone had gotten. And Malik's? Malik's came closer. This is what they were working on. Jonathan realized that whatever the results, the facility was I don't know, killing people, or hurting people, or making people disappear. Red String was an attempt to, I think it was an attempt to undermine them. It would destabilize everything. <sighs> you selfish tit, Costello. This. This is what I've been basing my experiments on. This is worth 
Three years of work that he just destroyed behind my back. My entire academic career. And now I find out that it's killing people? I'm running out of time. Station to Station is a production of Procyon Podcast Network. This episode was written by Alex Yoon and directed by Alex Yoon and Andrea Clausen. Music composed by Dominic Wright. Sound engineering by Aaron S. and Alex Yoon, featuring the voice of Emily Wong and Joe Chang as Miranda Chen. Laura Guzman as Riva Santiago. Hunter Grin as Jonathan Costello. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash station to station. You can also find us on Twitter at S2S Podcast and on Tumblr at s2s-podcast.tumblr.com. And that's this week's show. Please check the show notes and links for both shows this week at sonicsociety.org. Last day for Nadsrim, so hope you had a chance to finish up your goals, everyone. Thanks so much for another stellar writing month in the world of audio drama. Indeed, be sure to join us next week as we look at some audio royalty. Until then, I'm Jack Ward. And I'm David Alt. Have a great day. Sonic Society is written and produced weekly by Jack J. Ward and David Alt, with original music by Sharon B. at SharonB.com. All features, interviews, and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators and provided to the Sonic Society by Creative Commons Licensing. The Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening. This has been an Electric Vicuna production. My name is Yanni Smith, creator and writer of Harlem Queen, a fictionalized scripted radio series based on the life of Madame Stephanie St. Clair, top gangster in Harlem during the 1920s. Dutch Schultz mistakenly thought that Madame St. Clair would be an easy broad to push over. It's open season in Harlem. I'm ready for war. They just follow my lead in and out. We go right to the floorboard where the dough is stashed. I've been fighting all my life and I always win. Madame St. Clair never backed down from a good fight. Please, Madam Queen. Close your eyes on the way down. Look at the ice on that sheep. We going in? She ain't gonna get away with using my own runners against me. If I can keep Lucky Luciano out of my territory, I sure as hell can keep her out too. I came to this country alone. No family, no friend. Harlem was her territory, and she aimed to keep it that way. You are listening to the Floyd J. Calvin Program. 
I'm the guy who come to relieve you of that 5,000 clams. Like hell you are. You know who I work for. Queen of Harlem, Madame Stephanie St. Clair. Look at my hands. Are you not happy with your manicure? Everything I have was built by my own two hands. Killing wasn't part of the plan, was it? Do as I say, and your chances are very good with me. This is Harlem. You are now amongst the talented 10th. If I was all the way white, I'd be tickled pink. Harlem Queen, a story that intermingles the sophistication and elegance of the Harlem Renaissance with the nitty-gritty world of racketeers, illegal gambling, and speakeasies. I knew you was dirty. I know what respectable businesswomen do. I just don't want to do it. Harlem Queen premieres on February 26. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to classical and brand new audio dramas through the Mutual Audio Network. Subscribe through Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or iHeartRadio today. There's eight different podcasts, one for each day of the week and genre and the Mutual Audio Network broadcast feed so you don't miss a day of your favorite shows. Subscribe to Mutual Audio tonight. Good night!